There we go. And we're in. We're in. The show has begun. There it is, man. Episode 40. 40 episodes of the show with my name on it. What's going on, everybody? I hope you had a wonderful week. Um, a couple announcements uh, off, top, off the top. Uh, I got shows coming up again. I got some shows coming up. Um, I'm opening for my buddy JP Sears in Oklahoma City, January 28th through 30th. Huntsville, Alabama, February 18th through 20th. And Nashville, Tennessee, April 8th through 10th. All, all that info is going to be um, on JP's website. It's on my website, brentpella.com slash shows. It's on JP's website with the club and the times and the ticket links and all that. Um, so Oklahoma City, Huntsville, Alabama, and Nashville, Tennessee. Coming through. Coming through to experience your freedom. Um, man, I wish more states were open, dude. I wish we, I could do that more, man. I, I, I really, truly do miss... Uh, performing live more than anything. Somebody asked me the other day, like, do you, do you even miss it? Because you're doing so much now online. Like, do you miss performing live? And my immediate response was yes, because I love I, I like being on stage, and in way more than anything, more than putting out a viral video. I would rather, I mean, <laughs> you actually make money on a viral video these days rather than a stand up show, but. That aside, the fulfillment I get from from doing an awesome, a, a really fun show with really fun people is more than anything else. So I, I love it so much, and I can't wait to do it again. It's gonna be fun. Uh, we got merch. Merch is out. Merch is live. We got a bunch of cool stuff. Brentpella.com/store. If you would like some merch, so you can rep the Pella party, rep the Pella party, dude. Let them know what your politics are. Let them know your politics are vibing. That's what we do. We have a political issue. We vibe it out. We make it work. Uh, <laughs> someone on Instagram was like, you're just trying to avoid choosing a side when you know there's there are two sides. You're just trying to avoid choosing. No, dude. I'm not. Because like when, when, I, when I think of like the middle ground of things, that doesn't mean every single issue has a middle ground. A majority of issues, uh, in my opinion, can be resolved favoring the right or the left. But when you look at the grand flow of life, dude, there's a, such a variety of ways to help people that that middle ground truly does exist. And maybe it's not like because I've caught my I've caught myself trying to like force a middle ground into certain topics or certain policies or certain political issues or social issues uh, and I've caught myself being like well maybe there's like a middle way and sometimes there's not sometimes there's not a middle ground but in the grand flow I truly believe that there is a balance and at the same time like I don't like who fucking cares if, you, if you're fully right on everything just be nice just be a nice person if you're fully left on everything you know be nice that's all that's that's the Pella party belief okay that's what we believe in. We believe in we the Pella Party believes in finding a middle ground where a middle ground is appropriate and just not 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 spewing bullshit and not being a dick. Okay? Um but it's not like uh, I don't want to make anyone mad, so let me just find like a a way to like make everyone love me. No, fuck that, dude. You're going to make people mad. Everybody's not going to love you. 
no matter what your opinions are. And because if you try to, I, I feel like if you try to force yourself into this like neutral area, everyone's going to hate you because you have, you're not lit, you're not standing for anything. You know, you're standing for like peace and harmony and unity. And, but that's all like vague, generalized bullshit. Um, on an issue by issue basis, I, this is just, this is just young Brent's opinion. On an issue by issue basis, there is a landing zone that's closer to one side than the other. But in the grand flow, I think there's a balance. Um, so, like, for example, COVID, um, I like the, a lot of what uh, uh, the red states have been doing, I personally agree with because it's based on data. Um, and the rates don't seem to be as bad or worse than California. And that's a whole other discussion that I'm not going to get into. But check out episode 37 if you want some really in-depth thoughts. Or just comment something angry and yell at me for not knowing my facts or whatever. Um, but then like social issues and climate change, I'm pretty far on the left. But uh, it, not far left. But like, you know, I would I would say a... Um, a uh what's that word what's that word dude jamie pull up the word i'm looking for conscious i'm a i'm like consciously on the left left for some things so like in the sense that like fuck i didn't want to go down this fucking rabbit hole dude damn what did i get myself into here look fuck it okay uh i just i think there's a a landing zone where you know, instead of just deferring to a party line, more people should be really taking a step back and um, giving some critical thought to a lot of issues that are going on in the world. That's all. That's it. All right? The whole right-left thing, fucking, I don't want to talk about it. It's boring to me. Now, I've been talking about it too much, dude. We got too many other fun things to get through. <sighs> How did I get into that? Oh, the Pella party. Oh, because yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's like take, taking a stand on, on certain things, uh, but but like not being like just um, uh, uh, indifferent. Like I'm not indifferent on stuff. I'm not like, oh, fuck it. We should all just be in the middle. No, no, no. I, I take a stand in a conscious, critical thinking way instead of listening to what Chris Cuomo or Laura Ingram yell at you on the news. Um, so merch is out. <laughs> Merch is live, brentpella.com slash store. Got some Bryler stuff, dude. Got some uh, mandate vibes, dude, because that's the only thing we want to mandate over here. We want to mandate vibes over here. Uh, Pella Party merch. Got some other fun stuff. I made a cool design um, because I was going to go on tour this past summer of 2020, and I was really excited because it was going to be like one of my first more like headline tours. I, I had a lot of dates at some really cool clubs. And I was going to make a whole tour shirt and do tour merch. And that got scrapped when young COVID came through. Um, so I made a quarantine content tour shirt, which I really dig. On the front, there's a bunch of illustrations of a couple of characters that have popped in videos this year. And on the back, instead of like, you know, it usually has like the date and the location. So like a tour shirt will be like Los Angeles, California, Staples Center or whatever. Uh, instead, it's a list of my best videos from this past year, this past 2020 and a quote from each video right next to it. So I think it's pretty cool. I don't know if anybody's going to buy anything. You 
obviously don't have to, but I encourage you to so that uh, I can pay off my student loans. Okay? Um, yeah, man. Oh, also, I got this. Check this out. Look at this, dude. This is my plaque. This is my YouTube plaque for hitting 100,000 subscribers. Isn't that fun? It's a fun thing, man. It's because of you guys. Um, you know, I it's this is 50% mine and 50% yours. Um, and you know, in the again, in the grand flow of, of life, a hundred thousand is a, literally barely a drop in the bucket. It's not much at all, but it's very cool, and I'm very grateful to have gotten there uh, here. Um, patience is huge. I wrote a whole thing on on YouTube. I made a YouTube post about it on my channel. There's like channel posts, so if you want to read like some in depth thoughts, you can go check that out. Um, but I, I I I'm really grateful for it. Uh, I'm not going to throw a party about it. I I I think having some like equanimity um about reaching goals is important because it 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 keeps you level-headed in pursuit of the next goal. And uh you know it, it it's it's weird because like <laughs> like the the I've never done anything for growth. Growth, clout, numbers, that shit has never been a priority. It's been in the back of my head, like, man, it would sure would be cool to see my audience grow. But the number one priority has always been to make stuff that I think is funny. And I've never, I never wanted to just be the guy that made the same old shit, like some, you know, quick one-liner montage videos about some relatable thing. I've done those, but I'm not going to corner myself into doing that because then I become the guy that only does that and has zero ability or creativity to do anything else. So I do that, but then I also do anything else I think is funny, like an impression or whatever. And I know I'm, I'm ego stroking a little bit, but I just want to explain this, uh, for any other comedians or creators or just people who want a look inside of my weird head, because if you're listening to this, then you must, um, which is quite strange and probably not the best thing to do from a mental health perspective is to get into my mind, but that's okay. Uh, it's just, I, I always did stuff that I wanted that I thought was funny. And so like when I did the Eminem impressions, a lot of people said, just keep making Eminem videos and all the Eminem videos were hitting everything else I was putting out was flopping terribly. But again, I didn't want to be the guy that only does Eminem impressions. And then the Rogan impression. I didn't want to be the guy that only does Rogan impressions. And then the bro videos, some of those started to hit. But I don't want to be the guy that only does the bro videos. And then some quick one-liner montage videos hit. I don't want to be the guy that only does quick one-liner montages. I want to do any of those things that make me laugh. I even had a conversation with the YouTube people. I think I've already talked about this on the podcast, so I'll make it short. But I basically messaged them asking if I was shadow banned because all my stuff was flopping. And they were like, no, but you should look at what you've done in the past because your audience is is more inclined to view similar content that they were first brought to your channel for. And I was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> I'm going to make literally whatever I want. Uh, and I have faith that people will find me. So now with the Gavin impressions, like imagine if I only did Gavin impressions, they would all start popping but at some point they would get it would get stale and boring and i would i would lose muscle memory uh, of how to create other pieces of content and how to have a voice toward other aspects of culture and entertainment and life and da 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 so i knew from a very early point that it was going to be a long and painful journey of growth like i it's taken me 3 years 
to hit 100,000 subscribers. I've seen people do that in three months or less. Literally, friends of mine have done that. They've gone from zero to 100,000 in three months or less. I've been eclipsed by a few people that now have like half a million subscribers on YouTube in the past year alone. And that's great. Like totally happy for them. That's super dope. Uh, but I, I, I see what they're doing and it's different because they have a very specific style where they do the same exact type of videos. And again, that's fucking awesome because you found an audience that loves that style. Every creator is different. For me, I do not want to be the guy that only does one thing. I, I, I can't. I physically can't. And I mentally can't. It's just a natural thing. I just can't do it. If I do two videos that are similar in a row, I start getting all antsy and freaked out because I haven't done anything else. And my mind starts racing into other places. And then I got to make something else because I feel like I need to balance my inner creative energy. Um, so anyways, I say all that uh, basically because I'm... Like I feel like now I'm trapping people with the Gavin Newsom political videos, and they're they're now they're gonna get drowned in all the stupid dumb bullshit comedy videos that are my favorite to make, like the Rudolph video, which comes out Wednesday in its entirety. It's a 15 minute documentary on the rise and fall of Rudolph. Zero politics, zero current event, current events, pure silliness, physical comedy, ridiculous absurdity. And that is my favorite shit to make. That is my favorite thing to make is the Rudolph documentary that premieres Wednesday, the 18th, December 18th on my YouTube channel. Part one is out today, Monday, um, on my Instagram and Facebook. And and so, uh, anyways, uh, what the fuck was th this whole rant for, dude? I don't even know. Be basically, I'm just beyond grateful to have 100,000 people click a button because they liked something that I made. Um and it also goes to show that, you know, I don't have a manager. I don't have uh, an agent. I, I cannot audition for TV shows and movies. I can't submit writing packets or writing samples to anywhere. And I have, like, no industry connections right now. Uh, I would love all that because it would help me do some things that I really want to do. But I just don't have it. And and so, like, that, that patience game... Um, really does play out in the long run. And I think you could you could you could map that to any career. I, I would assume, you know, uh, you you're going to see people rise faster than you. Uh but as long as your eyes aren't on them, they're down on your work, you're going to see yourself rise too, even if it's more gradual and slow and the payout is going to be bigger for you at the end. That's what I believe. Okay, enough with the motivational shit. Thank you for subscribing and listening. All right. Woo! Dude. Um, how about this comment, bro? On the last Gavin Newsom video, there was a comment like, wow, okay, so y'all want your grandparents to die, huh? What? The comment was, oh, so y'all just okay with your grandmas dying? Huh? No. What? That's the madness right now. That's the crazy people out there who think that as soon as you express a different opinion... You just want people to die. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want I want grandparents to die for sure. For sure. That's what I want. So stupid. Could not be more stupid. Could literally not be more stupid. If they tried to be more stupid, they would end up looking smart because there's no... They've reached the level of stupidity where there's no getting stupider. 
You literally are the stupidest person in the world. That person who commented that. It's it, here's because I saw. All right. Here's here's something to think about. And this is like a story that they'll never break down on the news or in any press conference. A buddy of mine posted on Facebook that uh, it was a really angry rant. And he said, I currently have COVID-19 and I am suffering flu-like symptoms. And so I clicked on it. I clicked read more. And he expressed, he broke it down like this. Over the Thanksgiving holiday, me and my girlfriend decided to go back home and see my mom. We quarantined ourselves for two weeks before traveling up. My mother promised to do the same. When we were there, over Thanksgiving weekend, my mom got invited to a friend's house for a potluck lunch or something. We begged and pleaded with her not to go because we wanted to stay safe within our bubble. Just my mom, me, and my girlfriend. But she went anyway. And she came back without symptoms. And now we are back in LA or SF, wherever they live. And it's been a week and a half and we have symptoms. My mom has no symptoms. This is what we're, this is what he said. This is what we're dealing with. This is the selfishness of people who will choose to put other people at risk for their own uh, selfish behavior. Because apparently she didn't wear a mask when she went to the other place. She wasn't social distancing. And then she came back to hang out with her son and, and his girlfriend and gave them, gave them the COVID. Okay, breaking that down, dude. Now, I think first and foremost, if you made an agreement, and, and there are people that are scared of COVID, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I would never shame anyone for having an opinion. I like if you're terrified of COVID, then be terrified. I don't want you to be terrified, but I'm not going to shame you for being scared. Okay, so. If they had an agreement to see each other on Thanksgiving and quarantine prior, and then the mom decided to go to a friend's place, and they begged and pleaded with her not to go, but she went anyways and then came back. Now, I, I first and foremost think it, mom should not have gone to that thing. That's just rude. After your son polite, like begged you and politely asked you not to go and had quarantined himself for two weeks... She just shouldn't have gone. That's just like a dick move. That is objectively a dick move. Obviously, she has the freedom to go. That's a stupid-ass argument, dude. When you made an agreement to be with family, you know that they're a little bit timid of the virus and that they quarantine themselves before coming out, and then they ask you not to go. She, I think she shouldn't have gone, first and foremost. Now, secondly... They did not need to stay and wait for her return. As soon as she went to that little potluck party thing, they could have jetted back home and avoided any potential exposure. Now, this is aside from all the statistics about the very low death rate and the demographics and all that. This is just a specific example of a guy who was blaming selfish behavior on him getting covid when he had the full opportunity to remove himself from the equation. Now, that's a shitty thing to think about doing, avoiding your family and potentially causing a fight, causing a rift. Rift? Rift? Rift or rift? I think rift with a T. Causing a rift? 
potentially causing a rift. That's a shitty thing. It, it would make ever, anybody feel bad it, it, to be like, Mom, if you're going to that, you're being selfish. I got to leave. Let me know when you get the vaccine. But that's what he could have done. He had that option. But now he's out there blaming selfishness of maskless people when he had power to remove himself from the equation. Am I fucking wrong here? And then there was another story on Twitter of of a mother and a father who traveled to Florida for a funeral. Daughter begged them not to go, begged them to be safe. They wore a mask the whole time. They social distanced from people the whole time. They went to the funeral. They flew back from Florida. Uh, dad got COVID, died three weeks later in his, in his uh, 60s, I believe. So still extremely low death rate. Unfortunately, he was part of the percentage that passed away from complications resulting in COVID. Now, again, first and foremost, like full empathy for anybody who is affected by either them getting it or a family member getting it, and especially somebody passing away. Like It goes without saying that that is absolutely tragic, right? But then the, where I think the conversation needs to happen is, is the, like, quote, blame. Because if you're, if you're choosing to go to Florida, a place that's open for the most part, even if you're wearing a mask and distancing, you know that you're putting yourself at potential risk. And, even, and, and if you're in that age that has a higher likelihood of suffering severe symptoms, you're still choosing to go to a place, you know what the restrictions are there. You know the regulations. Obviously, again, a terrible choice to have to make to avoid a, a funeral of a close family member or to go and try to do try and try to stay as safe as possible. But again, the choice, it's the freedom of choice. And I like that's that's these are the types of things that just get uh, generalized as oh well it's all the it's all the anti-mask people it, it's all the it's all the people who are running around coughing on people they all just want your grandparents dead no man people are putting themselves in positions to catch the virus whether or not you have a mask or social distance there's still an opportunity for you to catch it okay and so it's 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 being generalized as like all oh, all these right wing anti maskers. Hey man, I'm not right wing and I'm not anti mask, but I do think that that it's it's a freedom of choice. If you're gonna choose to go to Florida, if you're gonna choose to go to a potluck, if you're gonna choose not to leave a home where somebody just went around other people and came back then you are making that choice. And to blame other people is just disingenuous. And again, it's stupid. It's a stupid thing. And there's also, there, dude, there's so much stupidity, bro. It's like, oh, man, my, my neighbors, I don't know if I should talk really loud for this. My neighbors are uh, middle-aged, are two middle-aged people. And they're fairly um, overweight. And I do not shame anybody for being overweight. Uh, I, now, they st stay inside. They rarely leave the apartment. They wear a mask as soon as they walk out of the apartment and they have it on. They have their mask on as they walk into their apartment. They live right next door. 
and I've seen them parking outside. They have a mask on in their car as if they were just driving home with it on, and then they get out of the car, and they walk up, and they go inside. Again, not shaming anybody. It's your choice, okay? However, in the past week, and they get, they get food delivery every single day. They don't miss a meal. It, it's at least two food deliveries a day. I see them because I can see the delivery person walking up right outside my window. Now, in the past week, they have gotten McDonald's and Cheesecake Factory more than five times. More than five times. So, do we, see, do we understand? <laughs> like, do we understand the irony here? You know what I mean? Now, again, I don't give a shit what you eat, but I am curious if people like this see the, the irony in what they're doing. How they're wearing a mask everywhere. They're isolating at home. They're probably doing everything they possibly can to keep themselves safe. And they're poisoning their body with processed garbage and, f- and gross, fake fat and nasty shit. And it just blows my mind because I think that's like, unfortunately, a lot of America. America is like an unhealthy country. We are just straight up unhealthy. And I would assume that that is a major factor into all the rates of infection and deaths and everything. Um, But I see my neighbors doing this and I'm like, dude, why aren't you guys ordering health? You're doing everything except for boosting your immune system. You're ruining your immune system. It just, the the irony, oh man, it just makes my head hurt. Like I, I, I don't want anything to happen to my neighbors. I've never spoken to them. They seem fairly nice. But fuck, do we understand that? Am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's all good, bro. It's all good, man. Um, and then I got this other comment on on a few video on on the Gavin Newsom videos. People saying like, "Hey, bro, why don't you make fun of? Why aren't you making fun of Trump, dude? Are you too scared to make fun of Trump? Why don't you make fun of Trump for for bitching about the election, dude? If you're a real comedian, you'd be making fun of Trump." Nah, man. I've done. I've made. I've roasted Trump plenty. Also. Everybody's been making fun of Trump for four years. So to me, calling him orange is hacky and fucking lame. And it's old. Making fun of him for being loud, obnoxious, narcissistic, annoying, rude, mean, you know, not a good speaker at all, using dumbass words, adjectives for the word big in every sentence. That's been done for four years on every late night show, every comedy show for four years that's been done. And I, I'm not going to do it because it's just old to me. Now, the day Jared Kushner or Donald Trump Jr. does some dumb shit besides the election rigging stuff, because again, that's, I don't want, it's so stupid. It's just, it's, when they do something, you'll see me doing that. The Trump stuff with the election stuff right now is it's just old to me because it's the same jokes on every late night show. And they're doing great. All the late night shows are fantastic. Uh, but you know, I was watching John Oliver a couple weeks ago and there was an orange joke again. Like they made another variation joke of him being a Cheeto or something. Or maybe it wasn't John Oliver. It was one of those shows. And I just cringed. I was like, fuck, man, we're still doing this. It's been four years. 
with this motherfucker in office and you can't we can't do any better jokes than making fun of him for, be, for being orange so I'm over that man I'm trying to do my own thing I'm trying to find new ways of, of making people laugh and pointing out stupidity and right now you know the, I've, I've found a flow and I cannot wait if if and when Joe Biden gets inaugurated I cannot wait to tear down Jared Kushner's dumbass because dude what would he do if he was poor would he even survive what would like <laughs> dude Jared Kushner I get it he's done some good things right has he I, I probably gotta look this up a little more before I even speak on it but I just want to make fun of Jared Kushner remember when he wore that bulletproof vest and he was out meeting up with army people but he had a suit on underneath it such a fucking joke dude and Donald Trump Jr. is just, he's a prick, so I, I, I'm excited to make fun of him. And he, But he's an objective prick. Like, you, anybody can call him a prick. And you're, you're allowed to like pricks. Donald Trump is a prick. But fuck it. If you like Trump, you, he's a prick. That's just, that's just an objective fact. So uh, I am excited to make fun of them. Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm excited to make fun of them. What else we got, dude? What else we got here, bro? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. We're chilling. We're doing it. You know what I mean? Uh, I recommend watching this show called Alien Worlds on Netflix. It's basically like Planet Earth, but they create alien worlds out of CGI graphics. It's trippy as hell, dude. Eat, eat some CBD and go watch that. Um, cool. We had a couple rants on this episode. I feel good. Do you guys feel good? Feel Okay. I feel I feel all right. I think we're doing okay. We got the holidays coming up. Um, buy some merch for somebody for the holidays. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make Newsome Science shirts by popular request. Uh, so those will come out within the next couple of days. And um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a weird year. It's been a weird year. It's been a very strange fucking year. And 2021 will probably also be strange. It's going to be strange for a while. Um, guys, come see me live. Buy some merch if you're feeling vibey. Uh, and uh, hey, drink some water because you're probably dehydrated. Okay? Um, yeah, man. I love you. Thank you again for this. Thank you for uh, the subscribers on YouTube. Sincerely appreciate it. Very, very grateful. And um, yeah, I love you guys. I'll see you next week. All right? See ya. See ya.